kingdom come, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's time for the church to arise, to arise in this dark world, to be the light of the kingdom of God. We give you glory, we give you honor and praise, Lord Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He paid the ultimate sacrifice for every one of us. The least we can do is worship Him and praise Him and honor Him.
and they were like, how in the world are we going to cross this? And they couldn't have done it if it wasn't the Lord. And I feel like there's just situations in the room where you can't do it if it's not the Lord. So we're going to sing this, and I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing the faith build, you know? Well, welcome everybody. My name is Christian Gossett, and this is Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. I'm thankful for you guys that came in person. Thank you guys, also the ones that are attending through Zoom and also on Instagram. God bless you guys. We, th- uh, we thank you that you guys can make it in today. You guys are in for a treat. Um, the Lord's been really ministering to me lately. And he really wanted me to touch today about ministering to the Lord. So for the title for today is Ministering to the Lord. So if you guys want to write that down, if you guys have notes, Bibles, whatever, please follow along. Um, The title for today is Ministering to the Lord. Now, before we hop in, you know, we have to always ask. 
Does anyone have any praise reports? Does anyone have any testimonies? Does anybody have anything they would like to share that God's done for them this past week? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so it wasn't Christian. Did you or uh, Maggie. you, Maggie, Maggie. <laughs> say anything about 20K coming in for the company? I said 10,000. I keep saying okay. 10,000. It was flashing in my head. 10,000, 10,000, 10,000. Well, I don't know what that means, but I thought somebody said 20K. So at 111 in the morning, I checked the bank account. We got a sale and 20K came in. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. That's huge. And then Rima's... On 111? Um, feels, yeah, 111 a.m. Oh. Uh, that's numbers. That's my number. <laughs> and then Rima's mom feels better. So Gordon. Thank you, Gordon. I was able to, to tell my dad about that seed because of the... <laughs> even, if it was, really? even if the word wasn't 20K. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Dad, because we prayed. Yeah. No, we literally yeah. just prayed. So we're praying for increase. And then all of a sudden, within less than... How many hours? How many hours? I don't even know exactly. Less than eight when, hours? It happened. Yeah. So, go to God. Okay. Go ahead. My parents and. Maybe just say people. And also another person or group of people. <laughs> um, they got it put on their hearts to give me and. Uh, $10,000. Wow. Yeah. So, that is huge. Very huge. <laughs> and see, Chelsea might have been picking that up in the spirit yeah. for yeah. that. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you guys were supposed to be on that prayer meeting last night, but she I was getting but guys, she was yeah. getting it in the spirit. I, I went to she said that number. Yeah. She said that number. Said I said 50000 for something else. Oh, I would see that. <laughs> <laughs> For the kingdom. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so does anyone else have anything? Okay. All right, well, I got like four testimonies. But I'm not going to, I can't, I can't share all four. We'll be here all night. We're talking about numbers. Pray for Yancet's car. Really? Uh, let's pray for it. Let's yeah. pray for Yancet. He gets a car. Yeah. Okay, all right. I can do it. Yeah. I've seen him do it. Yeah. Um, so anyways... To make a long story short, God's been really sending me a lot of young men this week. Two 22-year-olds, a 25-year-old, 16-year-old, and then another uh, man that was probably maybe early 30s. But for some reason, God is doing something within the body of Christ. He's raising up an army. Now, this is not just only for men it's for women too but i'm just saying at this week it was this only men and it was only young men and i was able to minister to them for the lord right so the i'm going to tell you the definitions of what really ministering to the lord is and how we can do it but to make a long story short tuesday i was able to minister to two people Yesterday, I was able to minister to one person, and then I was also able to minister to another person today. So, in, not including Ian Zell, but other than that, I was able to minister to these people. And what was really interesting was that I, I prayed for this one guy. Um, he's a pool tech, and he was telling me that this was his last day. He was telling me that 
you know, they're not going to pay him his 800 bucks. He was out. And I said, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe God's your provider or this job? Right. And I, so I came in agreement with him, making all this real short and condensed. So when I was about to pray for him, he looks at me weird. Like he like looks at me and I'm like, and I just like didn't, I, I guess for me, I, I didn't pay any mind to it. And I just, I just carried along and, and prayed for him. So anyways, I, I get done praying for him. I said, well, I, and I felt the peace of God upon me. And I said, what did, what did you, what did you feel? Or what did you say? And he's like, there's someone behind you. He's like, there's someone a few inches taller than you. And he could see like the outline that it was a, a person, but clear and see through. So I'm like, what is it? Like an angel? Like you encountered last time? What was it? And he's like, I don't know. And I was asking the Lord. I was like, I'm like, did it feel good? He's like, yeah. He's like, I know God sent you. He's like, even if I'm out 800 to to $1,000, there's no price tag because God gave me you. Aww. And think about that because he, 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 he was running away from God and now God brought him back home because he gave his life to Jesus last Tuesday. And so I was able to talk to him again. So anyways, I'm like, and I asked the Lord, what was that? Like, why, why, why was that? And I felt like the Lord was telling me that was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was identifying to him because a lot of people, especially the young generation, they don't want to just hear preaching. They want to see demonstration of power. They want to see, okay, if, if whatever you're talking is real, prove it. Let me see it. Let me see if you're about it, right? So the thing is, like, we have to be ready to keep it 100 with people and not sugarcoat the gospel, but give them the real word in love. And then the power of God will come and it will start touching the people. So anyways, I was also talking to another kind of prodigal, uh, prodigal son. I was able to work out with him Tuesday and I was we're working out, having a good time. For hours, but then I was also ministering to him. I was I knew that I wasn't just there just to work out with him. I'm there to share the Lord with him. And so, anyways, we're outside and we're talking. I'm telling him about the Lord. I said, "What? I said, what? How many signs do you need? Like, what do you do? You need fire to come from heaven to know God's real?" And he's like, "It's not that I don't believe God's real." He's like, "I just don't want to lay my life down for the Lord." And I said, "Okay." And I started telling him that. Because he kept saying, like, you know, my dad is a biblical man, and you're a biblical man, and I met this other guy's a biblical man. But I said, I'm not just a biblical man. I'm a man that's filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, and I operate in power. And he's like, what do you mean? What does power mean? So I'm sharing him the gospel, what power means. When Jesus got water baptized, right, filled with the Holy Spirit, then sent into the wilderness, right, and then he got filled with the Holy Ghost and power and when i'm sharing this this huge truck pulls up beside us it's a four-door f-150 all decked out this man this middle-aged man comes out he comes around the car he fist bumps him fist bumps me and then he looks at the guy and he said that is the best decision you'll ever make and then walks off whoa to saying that jesus is the best decision you'll make so i'm like i'm telling him like how many I mean, how many more things do you need? You know what I mean? So basically, he just, it just looked like you were praying for him. No, I wasn't even praying. My eyes were open. I was just I was preaching the gospel, and I guess I preached it loud enough that heard it. Must have been an angel. And somebody. But I definitely wanted that truck. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And then, yeah, so then yesterday, I had some guy, some young man named Chris, 
um, was trying to sell me some solar. And I didn't, I really didn't want to talk to him. I was going to work out. I already had a prayer meeting that I had to attend to. But Zeus was causing a scene and trying to get out there. And I had to grab him back. So anyways, I started telling him that he was, that God wanted to use him. And I kept sharing the word with him. He told me that he grew up Baptist. And then he also went to a Catholic church. And he started talking kind of like new agey. And I know I'm like, oh, this manifesting stuff. I'm like, it's real to a certain extent. But you're going to pay the consequences for it. Because, see, whatever God makes, the enemy makes a counterfeit, mm-hmm. right? So if God gives you faith, because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of yet things not seen, the world says, oh, just manifest it, say it into existence, and you'll get it. Yeah, you'll get the devil with it, too. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Is like you got to know the difference. So anyways, I'm sharing it, sharing the word with him. I was able to pray for him, and I knew that God wanted to use him for a call to preach. And he said that his family came from a line of preachers. So you know that God's trying to put that mantle on that person to carry that along. So anyways, I I gave him the word and it was all good. So this is the crazy one out of all of them was today. So I've been fasting and praying today. And the Lord told me, he says, Christian, I want you to go outside. I want you to pray at two o'clock. Two o'clock is hot. Like, it's hot outside. I'm like, I have a nice AC office with no one here. And the Lord's like, I want you to go pray outside. So I did. I got up. I started praying. And when I was walking down the hall to leave out of my office, I kept hearing saying, don't go out there. Don't go out there. Don't go out there. And I knew it was a spirit that was trying to stop me. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I told told the spirit, hey, shut up. Like, I'm going outside. I knew it it was trying to act like Holy Spirit. It wasn't. It was a familiar spirit. It was a spirit trying to act like God. So anyways, I shut him up. I walked. And I walked to the left side, and I see this big FedEx freight truck. And I, and I see it. And then I see this guy from a distance far off. And he could tell. He's just like looking at the trees. He's looking at the view. And so I started walking towards him. And I wasn't even going to say anything to him. But I felt like, you know what? He's the only one here. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to. What, what's it going to hurt, right? He's going to be like, scram, kid, or or he's going to talk to me, right? Mm -hmm. So anyways, I go up to him and I said, hey, it's a a nice view. It's like a bunch of water and then there's planes taking off. I watch planes take off all the time. It's pretty cool. But anyways, I started telling him, we were just talking. And I said, yeah, this is like my spot right here. You know, I I love it here and all that. And, And I started telling him about, we started speaking about his job and all this other things. Just to make a long story short. I said, man, God's, I said, God's called you to do his will. And no joke, he, his, his like little beeper thing rings and he picks up and he's like, daddy, like, like he was joking, like it was God. Right. Cause I was telling him like, what a coincidence that I'm saying God's calling you. And then your phone rings. So he starts telling me that he grew up Catholic and he became a Christian. And I started telling him that God has a bigger purpose for him. And God has a different plan for him. And I start sharing these things. And I start sharing the, actually who I am. And I said, God told me to come here and talk to you. And this is what the guy said. This is a FedEx freight driver. He says, yesterday I told God, um, I'm done. Like, I can't do this no more. I can't, like, I can't, like, follow you per se. He lost his dad four months ago. And he's been grieving and asking the Lord what's happened, all this stuff. And I came at that right time, at that right moment. 
and I shared my faith. I shared who he was in Christ and I prayed for him. And he was like so grateful and thankful. And God gave me a word of knowledge about his back, but I forgot about that. But I, I asked him again. But anyways, I'm just telling you, we are here to minister to the Lord. Okay. But I'm going to teach you what that really means. So just wanted to share that with you guys. So let's go into prayer. Um, Father God, we just thank you that we get to participate with you, that we get to be in your presence today. Holy Spirit, have your way. Do what you want, Holy Spirit. We don't have an agenda. We don't have a set of rules or guidelines, but that we let you lead the show, that I yield to your lordship over my life, that, Lord God, you'd bless each and every person here that cancel every assignment of the devil that's trying to distract people, confuse people, or, or, or mislead people. That, Lord God, your truth would set them free, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty in this freedom. And that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him today. That the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened to know the hope of his calling. That we may know the riches and glory that an inheritance in the saints, and know the exceeding greatness of his power towards them that believe. I love and ask you for all these things, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I feel like the Lord wants to make it more casual today. So let's all sit in the living room. Really? Yeah. Let's just all sit in the living room, and I'm going to preach like that. Okay? okay. Let's do it. Yeah, we, we have enough chairs. You guys can bring your chairs. It's, it's going to be more of a casual setting. I just feel like the Lord told me to do that. So. Okay. Do you know what uh, solar company I got I think it was called True True West or True something. I don't know exactly what it was, but that's not the one I was thinking. Okay. So let's all come here. Um no, I'm gonna stand up and preach. So y'all can just sit where you wanna sit at. You can stand it up. Yeah, let, let the women get seats and then the men, you might just be to the chairs because we've got some pregnant ladies in the room. You, sit, you can sit in that big sofa if you want. You can sit in the sofa if you want. Ministering to the Lord. Does anyone know what that means? Or have an idea of what that means? Maybe, possibly. Okay, go Is ahead. It, can it be speaking in tongues? Okay, it's a good guess. Anybody else? Benjamin, do you mind doing us a favor and pulling that for the light? If you uh, can reach it. Top one or bottom? I think the bottom. Unless wow, you stand up Oh my god! That's an angel. That light is <laughs> 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 
You don't need to be. <laughs> Alright. Okay. So thank God for like literally since we have had okay. that we haven't put on the light. So I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you like two definitions of ministering to the Lord. So the first one is learning of and attending to others' needs. You hear that? Learning of and attending to others' needs. It is doing the Lord's work. When we minister, we are representing Jesus Christ and acting as his agents to watch over, to lift, and to strengthen those around us. Do you want me to say it again? Okay, I'll start from the top. Learning of and attending to others' needs. So when we do stuff of that nature, we're ministering to the Lord. You know how a lot of times we pray to God and like, hey, God, I need a car. Or, hey, God, I need finances. Or, hey, God, mama needs a new purse. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, when we are able to help other people in their needs, God meets your needs, right? And that's the thing I think a lot of people don't understand is that we tend to be like, God, give me, give me this. But there is also a plan and purpose that God has for you to do his will. And then the thing is, when you're helping others, God helps you in that area that you're lacking. I'm telling you, I've done it so many times when I've blessed him. I'm like, Lord, I need money. He's like, go give. Right? Mm-hmm. God, I need a new car. Give your car away. Right? If God, I'm, I'm, I need more food. Go get food away. There's a reaping and sowing that comes to this as ministry to the Lord. So I'm going to keep continuing along. It is doing the Lord's work. When we minister, we are representing Jesus Christ and acting as his agents, as his agents to watch over, to lift, and strengthen those around us. How many people do you come in contact with that need uplifting? How many people... Do you come in contact with that are in some sort of need? A lot. How many people do you come in contact with when you feel like, man, God, I, I really need to keep them in my prayers. I need to watch over them. I need to, I, I need to be there for them for this season or for a period of time. Right? Like, you know it's your assignment. Like, you know you got to do something in a way, not that you get something out of God, but that you're moving and representing God to that person that doesn't know him. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. I'm going to keep going on. Because I can't hold this and do this at the same time. Okay. This is also another definition of ministering to the Lord. Ministering to the Lord is to draw near to God, to worship Him, and to bring Him joy and pleasure. Did you hear that? Think about that. Drawing near to God when you feel like you're far. Worshiping him when you don't want to. Right? And bring him joy and pleasure. What brings God joy and pleasure? Can anyone can anyone chime in on that? I would say maybe Thanksgiving and fellowship, obedience. Okay. That I would say yeah to that. That's a good one. Anybody else? Um, doesn't it say like only faith pleases God? Oh yeah. That's good too. That's very true. That's true. Anybody else? What's that? Give me your salvation. Okay, salvation. Okay. Cheerful giver. 
Cheerful giver. Okay. Those are. Souls one. Bingo. What is really so? The thing is, all those answers are correct. But I believe what God really takes pride and joy in when one of His sons and daughters comes back home, because we know in the Scripture of the prodigal son, the prodigal son that wastes his whole inheritance, you know, working on a pig farm, eating the slop, thinking it's. Like it's, you know, this is delicious. And he realizes I can still go back to my father's house. And then what does God, well, this is, it's a representation of God and his people. But what does the father do for that son? He throws him a party. He welcomes him back with open arms. He puts a robe on him. He gives him a ring, a signet, and he, and he welcomes him back. Like he's so happy. It gives the father joy to have his children back. And that's what I feel like God was teaching me, right? He was teaching me about ministry, but then he's showing me by action how to do that with these young men that don't know the Lord. They need to know him, and I'm the agent that God's sending out to help them know about Jesus, to actually know that you're created for value and purpose. You're not here by accident. You're here for such a time as this. You could have been born 100 years ago. You definitely wouldn't be wearing that 100 years ago, right? You'd be in a suit with a dappered up, right? A little bow tie, right? And you'd be, you wouldn't be wanting a horse. You'd want a dune and buggy. You'd want like the horse with the little carriage, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the thing is, though, God has you for a certain time as this to represent him upon the earth. And that's what I want to say to you guys. Each one of you can represent God in a different way to people. Because God is just not just one way. There's many aspects of Him. There's many characteristics of Him. I always think like in some way, Jesus represents each one of us by how we look or how we act in a godly way. Not the sinful nature, but the character, right? Because God loves diversity and we need all of us to win the world, right? There's not just one particular person that can win all these souls for Jesus. We all need to do our part. So anyways, <clears throat> this is the last part of the definition. It is to do something for his benefit and his pleasure. So think about this. Ministering to the Lord is doing something for his benefit and pleasure. So what I want to ask you, not here to condemn you or judge you, but when is the last time you ministered to the Lord? You don't have to answer that. Answer in your mind. When is the last time I've ministered? What, what is the last time when I've benefited God for his pleasure? There's a, see, there's a higher calling that God calls us to. We're not just supposed to be babies. We're supposed to grow into maturity. We're supposed to grow as the body and the representation of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the earth. We're supposed to grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm here to tell you. It's not all about you guys. It's about people. Right? Other people are going through worse stuff than we are. We all can say that, right? Like, we know people that are, like, really struggling out here. We know people that really are um, at a place of defeat. But if God is using us to lift them up, to share the good news, to help them in a time of need, support them in a time of need, I'm telling you, you take the focus off yourself, and they, whatever you're asking God for, he meets your need. I'm telling you, I've seen it hundreds of times in my personal life. Okay, so, yes, Lord. Okay, what do you want to do?
Okay, Acts chapter 13, verse 2 and 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So why you feel like you're not being called by God or why you feel, you know, I want to step into my calling, Lord, but why have you not released me to do it yet? You have to minister to the Lord. If it's all about you, how's God going to trust you with people? How's God going to trust you with the nations? How's God going to trust you at your workplace to be this mogul or this icon? But you need to give God glory and do His benefit and His pleasure. Does that make sense? Am I making sense here? You guys following along? Okay, alright. And they fasted. And then the Holy Spirit said, separated them. For their work. So Barnabas, Barnabas and Saul grew up into spiritual maturity and they ministered to the Lord and they fasted before they got sent out by the Holy Spirit to do their calling. Because we know right when that happened, oh man, that's on tons of like, I mean, you can read all throughout scripture what happens to Saul and Barnabas. They go through trials and tribulations, but they see great miracles. They see many deliverances. They see so many people get saved, right? And Saul was able to talk to Caesar in Rome. But he had to minister to the Lord first. He fasted. And when the Holy Spirit said, now this, you're called. You're ready. I'm going to send you out. Because all you guys are called. All you guys are chosen. But you have to do the preparation to move forward, right? I was even thinking to myself, like, we've been doing the Bible plan. So we're reading the Bible in 90 days. We're reading 16 chapters a day. And I, I started reading about 1 Samuel, about King David. And how David was chosen by the Lord, right? He was anointed. And what's crazy is that... David was faithful to keep doing his job before he got his full opportunity to kill Goliath because he killed the lion first, he killed the bear second, and he said, this giant will go down just like that, right? And this is what kind of got to me too, is that David, when he got anointed by Samuel to be king of Israel, he went back to the, to the field, he went back to shepherding the goats and the sheep. That job right there, right, is not like, oh, that's not um, glorified. That's not a popular job to have. That's looked down upon. So if God's anointed you and you have to go back into your workplace, we you have to go back to where you live in this place, be ready to prepare, minister to the Lord until you get shipped out to the next mission and assignment that's going to actually elevate you to a different platform with the Lord. Does that make sense? Because what happened was, before David left the sheepfold to go bring food to his brothers out, because they're about to um, war against the Philistines, he had another keeper there. He didn't leave that position. He trained somebody to keep that position to go into bigger and better things. Do you see that? That's what I'm doing here. I'm training you guys in a place 
where once you get your bearings and you know that you're mature in the Lord, you've ministered to the Lord, you've prayed fast, you know you're anointed and called to do it, right? Then you can go out and do the next thing. Because a lot of people just stay here. They never move forward. They just stay in the stagnant place. And that's why Christianity is boring. That's why they feel like, what's my purpose? What's my value? You should already know right away and get to it. Because you only have a limited time. Right? You only have limited time. So, also, with that being said, is that David never went against God's anointing. God, like David had any opportunity to kill Saul. Remember when he cut the hem of his garment and it grieved his heart? I don't know why I'm saying this because I feel like I just need to say this. But the thing is, we can't talk about men and women of God even though they might be going off and astray. Because what's going to happen to you if you get to that place where you think, well, I'm writing them off. They said this, they said that. And you totally almost call them a heretic or call them they're operating in witchcraft and divination. That same spirit's going to come upon you. It will. And the thing is, you'll stop hearing God's voice because you came against God's elect. What did happen? What happened when Saul lost his anointing? He had no relationship with God no more because he feared man. And why I'm saying this, why I'm making a full circle is that Saul had to go to a witch to get answers. And that's what's happening is that men and women of God have not ministered to the Lord, have not done what they need to do, or have shamed others or backbited or gossiped or whatever the case is. And now they're stuck. And now they have to go through all these different mediums to find purpose, to find value, such as New Age, such as crystals. Right? Such as evil eyes. Mm -hmm. Such as horoscopes. Tarot card readings. Burning sage. Talking to your ancestors. Manifesting things. Because they stop having a relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. But if they would just repent and turn, that, that relationship would be rekindled. And that relationship would be able to transform your life and move you into the direction that you need to go. Does that make sense? Okay. I don't know. Someone was pulling there. And I feel like I had to say that. So, verse 3. Acts chapter 13, verse 2 and 3. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So after the ministering to the Lord, after helping people, after getting to a place where they're separating themselves for God's purpose, for His use... Then the man of God, the woman of God, laid hands upon them and then sent them out. So if you guys are waiting to get into ministry, if you're waiting to get into the purpose, say you want to get into the music industry. Let's say you want to get into the clothing industry. Let's just say you guys want to get into the restaurant industry. Have you done the preparation that God has told you to do before he can promote you? Before he can elevate you? Before he can take your business to the next level? Have you done what God has asked you to do? Because most of the time, including myself, we haven't done what he's asked us to do. And that's why we're stuck. That's why we're frustrated. That's why we're confused. That's why we don't know what to do. Right? Go back to the first steps that God's called you to do. And what I want to say to you is that wherever you're at is your ministry. 
So you can minister to the Lord anywhere. If you're in the kitchen, if you're at a car dealership, if you're at the gym, the grocery store, I don't care what it is. Wherever God has you at, be faithful with that. And then he'll give you much, right? All right, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now, I'm open to questions. I'm open to if you guys need some more clarity, please don't be afraid to interrupt me. Just raise your hand and I'll call upon you, okay? So, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Therefore, since we have this ministry, and as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Did you hear that? We received a ministry. We have received mercy from God. That means that there's grace upon your life as well. If there's mercy, there's grace. Just remember that. If grace is there, mercy is there. Because grace empowers you to do it, but mercy covers your sin if you mess up, if you don't do it correctly. That's the mercy of God. I, I ask the mercy of God all the time. Like, God, your mercy is so great. Your mercy is so good. Like, I asked, like, the Lord told me to call someone at three. I said, Lord God, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot. I totally spaced it. Forgive me, Lord God. Give me your mercy. And then boom. I'm not, I'm not going to be fully condemned. You're not going to lose your power if you mess up one time. If you live a lifestyle of sin, most likely you will. Or most likely he wouldn't even give you that power unless you're ready for it. Right? To the next level. Okay. And then what does it say? So if your ministry's not going well, and you feel like you keep messing up, you know, you keep asking for God's mercy, mercy, mercy. What does it say? Do not lose heart, though. Don't give up. That's what it means. Don't give up inside where you're like, you know what, God? I, I've tried this. You give me this ministry. I keep asking for your grace, but I keep messing up. I'm about to quit. Like that man. That man says, yesterday, Lord, I can't do this no more. I don't know if I can walk with you no more. I don't know if I can do this. And God sent me to tell him, no, go. Keep moving forward. Keep pushing through. And God will see you through. Okay? All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. So what is that saying? We're not going to hide our lifestyle of sin. We're going to get right in repentance with the Lord. We're not going to walk in sneakiness. Our motives are pure. Our intentions are good. So if your intentions are bad and your motives are not pure, you need to get before the Lord. You need to like, you completely need him to wash you clean. Because there's a lot of people that have hidden motives, that have hidden agendas, right? They'll be acting like they're your friend, but they want something in return, right? They, they want something that you have. And if you're going to be part of God's ministry, you can't roll like that. You have to humble yourself, right? You have to work unto the Lord. Think about this. You have a boss or a master that can see all things. Not just your actions, but your heart and your mind, right? Okay. And then it says, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth. 
So don't don't critique the Bible to fit your life. Don't have God's word affirm your lifestyle. But preach to God, preach the word of God in truth. I did a tent revival in Scottsdale last Saturday. I had so much persecution. I had two cops watching me. I had six people complain about me. I'm calling the city. I'm taking a picture of you. Because guess what? I said the truth. And people don't like the truth. And people, yes. It's a spirit of mammon. It's a spirit, it's a, their God is money. Their greed, the lust, the pride of life. Their vanity. It's all about me. And when you bring God into a part, people start to manifest. So when you manifest truth, be, <laughs> you're going to see manifestation of demons. You will. Because the truth will set them free. It will aggravate. See, the thing is, if you're preaching a compromised word, it doesn't offend nobody. It doesn't have anyone to change. It doesn't command you to change. But the thing is, God will accept you as you are, but you won't leave the same. Right? Okay. Let's continue on. Verse 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded who did not believe. Do you see that? It said it's veiled. So if you don't want the truth of the gospel, you have a blindfold in your eyes. You can't see. Right? It'd be like, okay, it'd be... I'm going to use you as an example, Enzo. I'm going to be like, hey, Enzo, can you drive to the gas station right here on Power McKellips? But I'm going to put a blindfold on you. How far do you think you're going to get there? Okay, exactly. So the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that we need to be open to see with our eyes when the gospel is preached to us. I would, this is one of my prayers that God enlighten my understanding enlighten my eyes to see you and to know your word help me to have my eyes open what is deceitful or who are false teachers and who are false prophets because I can be led astray remember it says in this time in these end times that we're living in that even the elect can be deceived do you know what deception is? deception is that you think you're right when you're really wrong that means you're deceived. You, be, you totally believe you're right, and you're completely wrong. That's deception. Okay? All right. Man, this is a good word. Okay. I'm getting a lot out of this, too. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Whose minds the God of this age, what is that? The God of money, lust, pride, right? Has blinded them who do not believe. The light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. That's why we preach the gospel. That's how we can minister to the Lord. Share the good news with people. Share them the word because when you do that, it illuminates. It, like when Benjamin turned that light on, now you can see all the stains in my house. <laughs> I can't hide it, you know what I mean? Like if someone's here, sorry, like... But that light illuminated it, right? 
that's how we can be when we go up to people. We're not here to be like, oh, dude, you got some dirt all up on you, and you, you need, you're filthy. No, we're there to show them so they can see, but then God will do the work. He'll clean them. He'll wash them, right? He'll get them right. Glory to God, hallelujah, right? <clears throat> For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Okay? So we're not doing this for our gain, for what we want. So like Rima, like when you do your stuff on your social media, you're not just doing it for you. You're doing it for God, right? Yeah, basically. Okay. So when you do it for God, when you preach the gospel to people, it pleases him. You're doing it for his benefit. Right? That's why we do it. That's why we do this stuff. I don't do this every day because, or why I minister to people is because I want to do it. I do it because I know it pleases him and it benefits him. And I know if I do his thing first, he'll do my thing at the end. And I'm not even just doing it just because he's going to give me something. I'm doing it because he saved me from hell. And that's the least I can do. Okay? All right. Verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the light. And when you bring Jesus in the room, darkness has to leave. Right? When we get closer to the light, we put on the armor of light. We start to represent his light. In us. Right? Because at first we were dark. We were yucky. We were in sin. But when you get close to Jesus, you not only see his light on you, but you start shining it out. And people are like, what is up with you? Like, you different, girl. Like, what have you been up to? I've been with Jesus. Right? Or I've been with Jesus. I actually, one time I was about to give this woman $100. And it was the biggest thing I've ever done. Like, oh my Lord, this is a lot had a hundred dollar bill and I feel like God told me to do it so I remember I was at AFU I'm like hey I knew she was homeless she had all her stuff with us and I guess she just walked in campus and uh, I said hey I feel like God put my heart to give you a hundred dollars she said no 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 I can't take it I can't take it she's like no no I can't take it I can't take it I said please I feel like God wants me to do it please can you just take it and I started sharing what God's done for me and I want to be a blessing to her and this is what she said she says Something's different about you. You're shining. You're like shining to me. Your eyes are shining. Your, your face has a different countenance. But that's because the Holy Spirit's in me. We're supposed to manifest Jesus everywhere we go. People shouldn't have the question like, hey, is that dude a Christian or not? Is she a Christian or not? They should know by your conduct. They should know by your, your speech. They should know how you carry yourself. They should know what you stand for and what you don't stand for. Right? Okay, let me carry on. Verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, but the excellence of the power may be of God and not for us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus 
also may be manifested in our body. So you hear that? Yeah. Want to talk about manifestation? Manifest Jesus out your body. You'll see the power of God. You'll see, you'll be the love of God for people. You'll be the light of God for people. You'll be able to, you have the ministry of reconciliation. You'll reconcile them back to the Father. That's for God's benefit and that's for God's pleasure, right? That's what he cares about, that we represent Jesus. At the end of the day, when we all die, 100 years from now, what is our mission? What is our, why, why are we Christian? What is the goal for us to be like at the very end of it? Can anyone tell me? Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Anybody else? To be his image. That's it. Conform to his death. Conform to the image of Christ. It says, grow into conforming it to him. So when I see you, I just see Jesus in you. If I talk to you, those are the words of Jesus. Right? When you handle a situation, wow, God's on him because I feel like Jesus would handle it like that way. Tell me, that's how we have to win the loss. That's how we have to live, we have to win the world that's dying of decay and darkness. We have to be lights into it. Okay. <clears throat> Verse 11, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. Also, we believe and therefore we speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise up, raise us up with Jesus. Did you hear that? He who raised up the Lord Jesus. Who's that? Who raised up the Lord Jesus? God. Holy, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you and for all things are for your sake that grace having spread through many may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God alright I got this little bit left and then I'm done therefore we do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing yet our inner our inner man is being renewed day by day so make this clear our flesh, we're done. Each and every day, you ain't becoming new, you're becoming older. Right? And you're going to live to a certain point. But at the end of your life, the Holy Spirit should be so magnified in you. He should have all of you. His Lordship should reign upon your life. Like, that's what I want to be like when I get older, when I'm an old man. I want, them, I want my grandkids to be like, that dude's filled with the Holy Ghost. That dude's on fire. That dude, 75 years old, still ministering to the Lord. That's what I want. I really want that. But that, what is your desire, though? What do, you, what do you want? Right? God will meet the desires of your heart according to his will and his word. Right? Okay. For our, affliction, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. So that a light affliction, right? The, the persecution that we face, that's light affliction. Okay? Even if we have to die for Christ, it's still considered light affliction compared 
to the eternal weight of glory that will be revealed in us. Do you understand that there's nothing else but Jesus? There's no other way but Jesus. There's nothing else worth living in this life but Jesus. Because all this stuff is fading away. All that other stuff is going to be thrown away. But Jesus remains forever. We remain forever as a spirit. You either can spend eternity with him or eternity away from him. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. You either repent or you perish. Right? Verse 18. While we do not look at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. For the things which are not seen are eternal. What are you setting your focus on? Are you setting on stuff that's temporary? Are you setting on your things that you want? Your business, your ambition, your desire? What you seem as fit? I talk to so many people, and it's all about them. It's all about them. When I ask people, how you doing? Oh, yeah, well, I'm doing this and this and this and that and this. And then I'm like, what are you doing for God? Uh, <laughs> well, it shouldn't be like that. And it's not a chore to serve God. It's a blessing and an honor. Because guess what? These are our rewards. The stuff we can't see, the stuff we pray for, the stuff that happens, it's only here for a limited time, but there's things that we can't see are eternal. Right? That's all I have for you guys. So, God bless you guys. Any questions or anything you guys want to ask or, or share? Anybody? Anybody? If anybody online, on Zoom. Okay, let's just do a real quick recap. We're here for a moment in time. Don't squander the time that you have. Minister to the Lord while you can. Because you can't take your money with you. You can't take your spouse with you. You can't take your house with you. I said this to this young man because this young man was he was almost afraid to be like well if I turn Christian my wife is not going to accept me my wife's Jewish she's not going to believe what I believe and that's what I told him I said why are you worried about your wife and your child when you're going to be in the grave by yourself and you're going to meet the maker Right. You're going to meet the maker who made you. And what are you going to say before him? I said, I love my wife. I love my kid. I love I love people. But at the end of the day, I have to see God for myself. And if I'm not in right terms with him, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. You can't pray in hell. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth. You have your opportunity now. While you breathe, you have your opportunity now. I don't care if you're 75 years old. I don't care if you're 13. Okay? You have a purpose and a plan that God wants to use you. Okay? So don't squander the time. All right. Father, I just thank you for all the people that are listening, Father. I thank you for all the people that are going to take this to heart. Not just brush it off, oh God, but really truly minister to you. 
And Father, you show them their purpose, their value, and what they need to do. Show them why they are created. Show them how can they take the first step to really first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto them. Father, I ask you to create this hunger and thirst in them. It says, blessed is he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Father, I thank you that you bless them, that they would also <clears throat> realize it's not about works, that you love them regardless. But when they're able to see the true manifestation of your glory through the Holy Spirit, when they lead people's lives to you, Jesus, when they water baptize people, when they you know, pray for the sick and they get healed, and they cast out demons, and they do all these things of the Lord, they will see why they're here for such a time as this. Father, let it be done unto them and rebuke the devourer from stealing this crop. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. All right. If anybody needs prayer <clears throat> or anything in their body, uh, let's do that now. Yeah, if no one's on Instagram that needs prayer, God bless you guys. We love you. Until next time. Anybody need prayer for anything? Yes, we love you. God bless you. <clears throat> Anybody else need prayer for anything? I'm about to pray for someone right now so you guys can keep worshiping. You guys can keep doing what you need to do. But the Lord told me to get to this house. So I got to go here. Come here.
Yes, Lord. Praise Him. How great Thou art. How great is He to you? How great is He to you? How great Thou art. And sings my 